Okay, good morning traders. Very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live session for Monday the 23rd of October. Uh, we do hope you're keeping well and the whole idea behind this particular session every morning is for us to be as prepared as we can for today's trading opportunities. And as always, we do our analysis, we look at market fundamentals, we look at risk sentiment and also the technical charts and we present uh, hopefully a bit of a coherent trading view. Uh, of these markets and then we'll look to capitalize on them during our trading sessions so on that note let's get straight into it then good morning everyone um you may be very uh familiar um we had a really good trading week last week we kind of secured just under 15 percent uh profit on the trading week now we've had a bit of um we've had a very strong bias over the course of the last three weeks but it's not always been uh considerably successful and what we're meaning about we can break it down into a three-week move uh, week one was very profitable we had strong moves uh, to the downside for these markets with this uh, higher rates the longer narrative this is what these markets have been sort of grappling with uh, week two we were in trades for a period of time and if you remember we had some actually quite bearish news out but the, the markets gapped significantly higher and just kept rallying to the upside so that was that market resilience that we talk about in week two. And then last week, we were able to stick to our trade idea, um, know that the, the, what, we, what we've seen sort of for, for four or five days prior to that was, was just a market pullback. It was just a, a corrective move that actually our conviction was still to the downside and we were able to capitalize on some really good sell trades across um, the US indices, uh, the European indices like the DAX, uh, and also we're in a few uh, dollar pairs, um, focusing primarily on dollar strength. And we're able to get in, we were able to maintain our trading view, that didn't change. We were able to um, identify exactly what we wanted to trade, what direction we wanted to trade it, and we're able to get some really good, solid technical entries with really good uh, risk management, um, uh, a decent level for our stop loss uh, and relatively um, you know, decent size as well. And it's really all because we had a bit of a conviction behind these markets and were able to try and capitalize on those moves. Now, it just so happens the way that last week's trading closed out, uh, we saw quite a late day move in the last two to three hours of, of the trading session on Friday night. You know, we still saw a really, really strong directional move uh, and markets closed actually a little bit lower than our exits. So there was, in the end, there was more to capitalize on, but we did really well over the course of the trading week. So hopefully you were able to benefit from some of those high probability trades. And we're just simply looking to do the same. And I must admit, not necessarily in the right direction, but we can, we can work this out as we go. So that was our risk warning then. In terms of a quick introduction, all profitable traders, they need to consider which markets to trade. You know, we often have traders say, well, I only trade one particular market, um, which is obviously your prerogative as a trader. But there's times like last week where you can really miss just a bucket load of really good trading opportunities because you're very specifically focused on one particular market. So for us, we look at 16 different markets across um, foreign exchange markets, across commodities, and also across 
global indices as well. And we just cherry pick the best opportunities because once you learn how to trade, you can trade any chart you like. Um, as long as you've got that sort of fundamental understanding in terms of what's happening. Okay, so trade selection, very important. Then your levels, your entries and your exits. Your ability to manage risk is, uh, is important. Trade management and, and trade psychology, all very, very important features uh, for trading these financial markets. Everything we talk about each and every day in our live trade rooms. And just to let you know, we are strong advocates of being consistent in our approach. Not every market condition is suitable for every trading style all the time. You're going to go through periods where uh, perhaps your style isn't, isn't conducive to these market conditions. But um, although we can make certain decisions about the actual market conditions themselves that can uh, protect our capital a little bit more in certain situations and things of that nature, our, our trading strategy broadly stays the same. We can, of course, use slightly different trade size. We can use um, slightly different uh, stop losses. These are all technical things that you can do to uh, to take the market conditions into consideration when you trade. But in terms of identifying high probability trades, that never really says that, that pretty much stays the same. Accurate with the levels we use. Every level, whether it's an entry or a stop loss, has a particular meaning and purpose. It's not just a randomly generated number. We're disciplined with our capital and, of course, we're patient as well. Okay, then, guys. So after that um, slightly longer intro, let's get straight in. And what we do now, from a psychological perspective, we we wipe the slate clean. So we don't carry the euphoria for last week into today's trading week because what we're likely to experience is a, is a completely different market condition. So we banked the cash, uh, did well after trading um, environment and now we're looking at these markets with a fresh pair of eyes we've been able to have a break over the weekend and now it's time to see and assess the opportunities as they are okay so as you can see today nothing of any major concern really for these financial markets we've still got the, the macro um, conflicts geopolitical conflicts we've got certainly we've got the war in in, in Israel and Gaza and um, it looks like we're about to get some negotiations regarding these hostages and, uh, and Israel are just pausing there, the ground offensive uh, for now until they see how this plays out. So I suppose the, the calls from restraint from last week, broadly speaking, I think seems to be intact. So there's a bit of hope and a bit of positivity, perhaps. We'll see how long this lasts for because these obviously conditions can can change pretty quickly. We've also got interesting moves in China. Um, the uh, the Chinese for performing particular concerns. There's lots of sort of dubious practices from uh, the Chinese government. So we'll see how how these things play themselves out in real terms. Um, <clears throat> Uh, they're, 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 they're trying to, I suppose, find a solution really to the current economic woes uh, in China. So we'll see what comes out there. Uh, in terms of US Treasury notes, we've got uh, two-year Treasury yields just coming back a bit off the highs. And we've also got um, the 10-year Treasury note. Uh, I think we'll pull it back just ever so slightly. 
I know we, we had pulled back, but we're, we're, we're now pretty much up at recent highs. And I think you'll see if we get up to 5%, I think that will kind of hit the, the news channels quite significantly. And there's a closing of this inversion, you see. So we're now only 12, 15 basis points away from the 10-year getting actually above the two-year, which is what it should be. So it is a sign of risk. You can see that the near-term risk seems to be just rolling over slightly. We were up at 5.21. We're now down at 5.12. So just come off the highs. Um, we'll see if the two-year comes back to 5% and if the 10-year kind of pushes up to 10%. And we'll see if we close this sort of narrative, um, this uh, inversion that we've been in now for the best part of two years. Okay, so worth keeping an eye on bond yields as well. They're an important feature for these markets. Uh, just before we look at the charts, tomorrow's quite an important day. We've got manufacturing services numbers. Um, we, you can see below 50 represents contraction. Uh, above 50 represents um, expansion. And you can see, even if you look at the US as well, we're, we're in the contracting phase apart from German flash services PMI numbers, which is only very much expected to hit that 50 mark. So really, manufacturing and services across major economies in Europe, the UK and, and the US are, in a, are contracting. So from an economic perspective, that's not good. But really, it's going to be, we'll be delving into how bad it is and, and if they come in line with expectations and if we see improvements on the previous month's figures. So that'll be compare and contrast for tomorrow. We'll be hearing from Christine Lagarde as well tomorrow. Uh, and then on Wednesday, we'll be hearing from the Bank of Canada. So they're expected to hold rates up at 5%. Let's see what, what we get from, from there. Um, we've, we've got the ECB. We've got an important ECB um, uh, refinancing rate decision. So their interest rates have been increasing ever since July of 2022. Every single meeting we've been we've been taking quite sizable jumps to begin with. Now we're taking much, much smaller. Even in the last meeting, we were preparing for the, the, the ECB to pause and they said basically one more. The market perceives it as kind of one more. And now it looks like we are pausing. So will we get a pause from the ECB? That's the, that's the big question uh, for the week ahead. Um, and then we've got core PCE, personal consumption uh, inflation in the US, something that the Fed look very carefully at. And we're still seeing growth in, in that respect. So a bit of a concern there for the ECB. Okay, so a couple of central banks a bit of uh, economic data and some inflation numbers to kind of consider for the day. And this was the very significant sizable move we saw for three days. Let me share it with you. Um, it's quite interesting to see the prices of which this market is currently sitting. Um, and if you look at it, the smaller time frames, you know, you can see that the, the last three hours of the trading day, we, we saw a really actually a quite a strong move uh, from 42.65 down to 42.25. So there was still more in the trading day. We were very comfortable exiting uh, a 
these slightly higher levels, trying to book in that that those profits. Um, and if you remember, we were we were trading them structurally, so we started to see a structural failure trade. At which point, we booked in profits. We didn't want it to bounce fifty, a hundred points, so um, we were quite happy to book in profit at that at that level. But because it was a technical decision to to exit, we let the market decide when we exit, and it just meant that we we took profits at slightly higher prices. But we were very close to actually being able to capitalize on this extra sort of forty, fifty point move as well so um look what's happened since we, we we closed down at the lower levels below the monthly high and then we've gapped above them and now we've just done two four six eight nearly nine ten hours and we've only just drifted sideways so we're seeing that phenomenon across the board we've kind of rallied to the downside late day on friday and then we've kind of gapped higher and same situation for the for the Nasdaq and we've still got these strong support levels down at these lows so whereas uh, at the beginning of last week we were selling into resistance we ran into strong resistance levels and were able to capitalize on some strong selling now we're, we've run into strong support levels um, let me show you that on the daily time frame so we've got strong support down at, hit at these levels with the potential for perhaps a little bit of a bounce that would be our perhaps instinct in these markets. Same situation, strong support down at Friday's lows. We've gapped higher and now we look like we're rallying a little bit. So a short term buying opportunity, this is the DAPS, um, could very well be on the cards today. Um, and this is Bitcoin as well. Look, we, we've seen a bit of a rally over the last week. There's a lot of people talking about you know, this flying to the moon again with an influx of capital coming into it. We'll see because we've got strong resistance just above these current highs. So let's see how it how it reacts to that. On the commodity side, look at the rollover we've seen in oil. So as I suppose the potential for tensions begin to ease, it's kind of fallen back into that sort of lower demand type narrative uh, rather than you know, issues and concerns with, with oil supply due to this war in, in Israel. So on the daily time frame for these commodity markets, we, we've, we've gapped lower. So we've seen quite a lot of gapping over the last few weeks, and we've kind of traded them relatively well so far in terms of, you know, being a little bit concerned about these types of gaps, but we'll, we'll break it down in a little bit more detail pretty shortly. Uh, the other commodity, uh, gold, We've had this extended rally. We kind of want a bit of a corrective move if we can get it and perhaps get in at a lower price. But we're, we're up at these Friday's high as well. Uh, we just rolled off over off the highs. So uh, we'll see what's next for gold. We need to break it down in a little bit more detail. Okay, moving on to the dollar. So didn't really get the move in the euro dollar like we did across other dollar pairs. We've been in a bit of a kind of a sideways moving pattern really uh, all things considered so there was definitely some, some better opportunities in in other markets like the new zealand dollar for example so similarly with with the pound dollar we're able to book in strong profits on the move because we we're able to get in on the reversal of this trade but we really didn't do a huge amount once we made that move last week uh, let's finish the dollar first. We'll come back to the yen 
there's a potential little little bounce here. We had the, the Swiss franc strengthening throughout this period, so we didn't get um, dollar strength across the board. Um, we did in the markets that we were a little bit more interested in. The dollar CAD, um, with a weakening oil market, no surprise to see a bit of a bid, perhaps above these monthly highs for the dollar CAD. Um, and then the Aussie dollar, no, the bias is very much to the downside, but no major out and out move. And the, the, the trade, one of the dollar trades of the week last week was the New Zealand dollar. So we're able to benefit from a decent move in the New, New Zealand dollar. So moving on to the yen pair, I just wanted to leave it separately just to let you know that the, the dollar yen is just trading at 150. It's really, we're inching closer to the 150 all the time. And there seems to be a reluctance to break above that 150 levels. Uh, the reason for that is the potential for um, the BOJ to step in and to start strengthening the yen really quite aggressively. And traders don't want to get blown out of the market, it seems. So up at these high levels for the euro yen, pound yen, we keep saying, you know, when we do get this intervention from the yen, it's going to be, it's going to be explosive and it's going to be relatively quick. And uh, there's massive opportunities at some point. If we roll over off the 150 level, it's going to be a, a sizable corrective move. You know, we've been, if you go back sort of two years ago, we were kind of down at the, the, the 106, 110 level. Now we're up at the 150. So that's a sizable devaluation in the last couple of years, um, which has presented its, its kind of own problems. So let's, let's translate this into, I suppose, um, a bit of an understanding in terms of, right, what's our trade plan for today? Uh, we've got the, we had a strong move on Friday. We had a big gap up overnight. I mean, not, not a huge gap up. Our bias could still be to the downside, but I think we've got reasons to suggest it's kind of a bit more of a, excuse me, a mixed market condition for us today. We've got to be careful of this potential for a bounce. We could even look at a bit of a short term buying trade in some of these markets. Um, do we have, we really want to keep, If we can actually um, understand that we kind of have a bit of a mixed market condition, um, it wouldn't be uncommon to see a bit of a, a corrective move off the back of such a strong move last week in some of those uh, equity trades. So maybe we can capitalize on a bit of a reversal. We've got the gap. We've got the, the sideways moving pattern. Let's see if we start breaking out to the upside and get a short term, try to capitalize on a short term buy trade. Uh, so this is going to be our our trade plan for the for the day. Um, well, let's just say let's ease ourselves into this trading week, and we'll we'll see how we how these markets play out during the European session and in the US session uh, later on this afternoon, and see if there's uh, 
if some opportunities present themselves. So we're not going to say we're going to be all out bulls now. We're going to certainly look at the, the pullback trade, which would be the, the, the secondary trend trade. The primary trend is very much to the downside. So is there an opportunity to get into that pullback phase that we saw two weeks ago? We, we think there probably might be. So we'll, um, we're looking for a high probability trade. And if we have that on a technical basis, then we could certainly pull the trigger on that trade with with quite tight stop losses. We, we've got predefined stop losses. So on that side of things, it could be quite good with decent sort of uh, risk reward uh, in those trades. And that's what's really quite important for us. All right, guys, listen, on that note, uh, we're going to switch rooms. We're going to switch to our training sessions. So if you could join us for that, that would be great. Um, in terms of the two narratives, we're still pretty much, and the reason for last week's trading was was this hawkish narrative, um, and these narratives can sort of flip from from one to the other seamlessly. But last week was a good, another good example of that risk off trade indices lower at a dollar higher. Once you get that, these narratives sort of fitting together, it just gives you a little bit more confidence in your decision making. Uh, U.S. bond yields continuing to push higher, and the commodities. They are reacting to developments, geopolitical developments. So they're not moving in line with, you know, perhaps reaction to the dollar, for example. Um, with a more expensive dollar, you can often see a bit of weakness in the commodity markets, but we're not really seeing that at the moment. We're seeing, uh, well, a strange picture in oil. Uh, gold is, is, is relentless buying. You know, there's, it's clearly the flight safety trade as things stands. Right. Any questions, feel free to post them, guys. On that note, thanks very much for joining us. We'll be uh, trading these markets live every day from 8 a.m. Uh, for the European trading session. And of course, we're back again at 12.45 for the U.S. trading session. Uh, so you're more than welcome to join us. Uh, and for more information, just go to thelivetradingroom.com and do feel free to connect with us through our website. So from, on that note, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, do take care. We'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.